different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. Mutiny Radio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit face McRat. <laughs> Hey everybody, listen to the Weekly Review with Roman every Friday from noon to 2 p.m. This is an unapologetically anti-capitalist program. We interview community organizers, activists, and artists. We talk about ways you can take action right now. So listen in to the Weekly Review every Friday from noon to 2 p.m. Check one, two, check one, two, check, cool check, check. At clubs and bars all over the Bay Area. Subliminal SF creates amazing flyers, posters, and design for every need. So go now to www.subliminalsf.com and experience what this wonderful local business has to offer. Good evening there, my friends here at MutinyRadio.fm. Chester Cashcock here, and giving you my love and regard as well as movies over there. And uh, I just wanted to let you guys know that any time I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Pantheon. Oh shit, alright, cool. Clubhouse. Every Friday. So we'll get started in about five minutes. Happy hour open mic. I am a subscriber on Podkicker because I'm an Android guy. Can't fuck with Tim Cook. Um, I don't know if anyone listens to this shit live. I know like 10,000 people a week listen to Pam's show that comes after. So look around you. Awesome. About to get started. But if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, well, don't even worry. Don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show and giggle in the comfort of anywhere. Like your Aspen summer home on the mountain ridge with the kayak feeling. So then all you got to do is just go to podcastics.pcrcollective.org slash comedy clubhouse. Or you can listen live every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. as your host Pam Benjamin brings you the best comedy from San Francisco and beyond the universe. And what's better than the universe? It's a cash cock, honey. <laughs> well, hello, boys and girls. You know what a password is. That's a secret word that soldiers would use to get past the sentry and up to the front. Well, here's a password that gets you up to the front in all the right places. It's cannabis energy. It seems the faster you go, the more cannabis energy you need. So if you want to win, you have to have lots of cannabis energy. And the swellest way I know to get it is just by using Green Army Skin Care. Boy, 
they are just crammed full of cannabis energy. There are more cannabis energy units in one lip balm tube than you use circling the base 10 times or when you ride your bike four miles across the city. And it's fast acting. Why, no sooner that you apply some balm to your mouth or pain areas, you practically feel the blue strength in your muscles. And what's more, Green Army Skincare is a good, wholesome product. They're made with body nourishing cannabis and other natural ingredients. So go out there today and pick up some Green Army Skincare products from your local cannabis procurement center. Join thegreenarmy.com. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, we'd like to invite you down to Bender's Bar and Grill in the heart of the Mission District in San Francisco at 806 South Van Ness. Uh, we've got great food by our kitchen counter offer, burgers, tater tots, tachos, corn dogs, all sorts of good stuff like that. They're open from opening until 11 p.m. most days of the week, except Saturday. Every Saturday night, we've got live rock and roll, some of the best local bands in San Francisco, and touring acts as well. Come on down, 10 p.m., rock and roll, only night of the week. We have a $5 cover charge, always 5 bucks for live rock and roll. We're open from 4 p.m. until 2 a.m., Monday through Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, 2 to 2. Come on down, have some drinks with us. We've got Whiskey Wednesday, Tequila Tuesday, and we've always got the Steve McQueen special, a shot of bullet bourbon and a can of California lager for 8 bucks. Come down and enjoy our patio. It's open in the afternoon, not really in the evening, but a lot of good folks hanging out back there. Come on down, give us a shout. Drop by the bar, make some friends. Thanks, folks. Bender's Bar and Grill in the heart of the Mission District, San Francisco, California. With a happy hour every Monday through Friday until 7 p.m. Don't miss it. Go to Bender's Bar. Big supporter of the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival 2018. Yeah, it goes down. Come smoke with your boy. Grinder. Spark is San Francisco's premier cannabis dispensary with a focus on serving and educating patients for seven years. Spark is dedicated to creating the best in-store experience with its extensive menu, friendly staff, and one of the few cannabis vape lounges in San Francisco. Spark welcomes you to visit its two great locations as a medical patient or for recreational adult use in 2018. Spark is located at 1256 Mission Street between 8th and 9th and at 473 Haight Street at Fillmore. Both locations are open until 10 p.m. every night. Spark staff looks forward to serving you. Yo. All right. Can you can you help me out again? You've helped me so much. Pretty lady in the back. Can we, can we cut the music? Can we cut the music? Food cooperative located Is that possible? 45 Folsom Street in the Mission District of San Francisco. Let's hear what locals have to say. Oh, man. All right, let's get this motherfucker started. We're going to start with some crowd work. This would be a better show if. Shout it out. The host was here. We could drink here. Make some noise for Serene. Do the people on air even know this is a mic? Yeah. What the fuck? 
a tight operation. I was at least expecting 30 seconds of crowd work. Some kind of something. You didn't hear any of that, did you? Yeah, fuck that guy. Okay, anyways, uh, I'm just kidding. He's cool. Um, cool. All right, let's talk about it. So uh, I'm broke. I don't know. Are you guys broke? Because, uh, okay, we get it. You do a successful job in the daytime, 9 to 5, went to Cal Berkeley, and you're buff. Okay, I need to work out. Okay, uh, <laughs> fucking, yeah, no, I'm broke. And I mean broke, okay, not poor. There's a big difference. Because broke is when the napkins at McDonald's are thicker than your toilet paper. Okay, and then, and poor is when the napkins at McDonald's are your toilet paper. And you shit in the to-go bag. Okay, big difference. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm broke. And I, I found out recently that 99 cent tacos from Jack in the Box have no nutritional value. They just hold space in your stomach long enough for you to go job hunting. <laughs> Cardboard with sriracha works just as good. Um, and I live in a very illegal housing situation at the moment in an attic. Uh, the family downstairs hasn't noticed yet, so it's chill. Uh, <laughs> and I, I just like... Um, I live with like a, I live in Berkeley, and I live in a very very Berkeley home with a very Berkeley woman. She wears uh, she's like in her seventies now, and she has like very flowy bohemian type outfits. She like went to Burning Man. Uh, she like salsa dances in the city. Uh, basically, her hips haven't given out yet, uh, but her mind has. That's for damn sure. Uh, she has she's a compulsive hoarder and a compulsive shopper which is the worst combination. Like, that's like being a binge eater that's always constipated. There's nowhere for it to go. And you just live in it. <laughs> it's a, it's a thinker. Um, yeah, the thing is like, so in the 70s, she, she, she did psychotherapy because of course she does. And she had the largest collection of figurines for helping kids through therapy, you know, kind of like the, you know, where did they touch you? Like here and like little, you know, like there's like little, little, little chairs, little trees. No, I word that, I worded that wrong. Sorry, tiny trees, tiny chairs, tiny grip on reality, these kinds of things, you know. Is that the owner? Oh, you're just taking a photo. Okay, cool. Um, <laughs> I was like, that better not be the light. Fuck. Um, where else can I? Muscle, right. I have none. Why are you? Why are you rubbing? Get this guy's muscle. What else? Um, I want to make sure I get everything. Um, yeah, and um, yeah, I, I, the age range from the, in this household is very interesting. So I moved in when I was 19 at the time. And the age range go, went from me at 19 to like a guy who's had like two strokes. That's <laughs> what I'm living with. It's like an 80-year-old. And uh, I live with like 10 other people. Uh, five of them live in tents on the front yard. Um, there's a very serious homeless problem in Berkeley. And we should talk about that. Uh, but not tonight. Um, <laughs> um so yeah, like uh, I live, uh, to be frank, I live in an attic. To be Anne Frank, I live in an attic. <laughs> she died for that, that joke. <laughs> yeah, the whole Holocaust happened just for that joke. Thank you for walking in on that punchline. <laughs> um, and I imagine when people come over and they're just talking to my landlady and they just hear like, like what the like I just feel like the deformed like sloth from Goonies motherfucker that the chick threw up but like don't even talk to you know and uh, that was the most cool way to look at a list is to light a <laughs> fucking lighter did you see that shit <laughs> okay anyways and they're just like what the fuck is that and my landlady's like that that's just the sound of the Bay Area housing crisis 
we have a broom closet for rent if you know anyone's looking um there was another part of this joke oh yeah this place was not nicely converted you know they just like slapped up some drywall and called it a home kind of like how some white girls slap on a bindi and call it a coachella outfit same shit you know yeah slap on a bindi yeah i'm not surprised but um so a bindi is like a it's a little the little dot the red dot you know what i'm talking about that a lot of south asian women have it represents the third eye coachella girls it represents i don't know getting drunk i don't know what the fuck they think it is it's culture it's nice flowy outfits because it's hot i don't know um Let's talk about Valentine's Day just happened. I, I realized I'm not a romantic, and I thought I was. I thought I was like one of those people that really like, you know, like I watched rom-coms as a kid. I thought they were tight. And um, my boyfriend, he texted me this photo of uh, a, like, a, like a hired quartet at a Starbucks singing to a barista. And he's like, you know, one day, like I, I, I wanna be able to do that for you. And like all I could think about was all the people behind the quartet in line just waiting to get their damn coffee <laughs> and they're just like pissed off. That was the only thing, yeah. I looked at a blank page like there were things. Okay, um, yeah, let's see. Um, who here is in a relationship, by the way? You're in a relationship? So like how does that work? How do you, what do you guys do when you get into a fight? How do you guys talk through it? Don't make it sound like it's easy. That's so wholesome, though. So, you're, so like, what do you guys fight about? Can I ask about that? Or is that? Oh, just saying. What the fuck you're are you? What do you want? <laughs> you're like, yeah. <laughs> you're just that compatible. Yeah. Man, fuck you. Fume and scream. What is it? Fume and scream. Is that what you and Nelly do? And then. I feel like you guys have hot sex. Anyways, like crazy, like, like, I don't know. Okay, anyways, this is getting weird. People keep walking in on really weird things. Maybe that's just my stand-up, and there's just a lot of weird things to walk into. Um, I've been thinking a lot about, uh, thinking about how, because um, I feel like there's moments where I, I, I'm, I'm, like, hanging out with my boyfriend, and we're fighting, and I, I realize Oh wow, I sound like just like my mom or my dad. Does there ever moments you have that where you realize you're becoming No? I do. Oh you do. I believe it. I definitely believe it. Um Are you sure you, are you, sh you That was the most old man shit. He just pointed with his cane at me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so, um, yes, you are, man. Um, hey, I mean, I, I don't want to tell you to shut up, but, like, I might. Okay, uh, so, where can I end on this? Yeah, hmm. Not a romantic, I'm not this. I'm just going to end it on this, um, I hate that moment when you wake up in the morning and you feel like this wet spot. And this is going to resonate with Nelly, who's not looking at me. <laughs> oh, you are listening. Okay. Yeah. And you feel like this wet spot in the morning and like you can kind of feel like it might be your period, but like you don't want to check because when you check, it becomes real. It's like Schrodinger's pussy. Ah! <laughs> 
Yeah, I'm gonna end there. It's a culture joke. My name is Serena. Thank you so much. Get up, heroes! Quantum menstruation. Uh, on a serious note, can we have a moment of silence for Larry Dorsey? Yeah, um, I took a vow of five years of celibacy just recently. I'm five months in, and I told myself in order to get extreme results, you got to take extreme measures. You know what I'm saying? I'm not, I'm not telling a joke. I'm dead serious. So I just really want to accomplish my dream so much that I said I'm going to take a vow of celibacy for five years. Like, and all these, it's funny because all these comics always be all like, you choose to be celibate. I don't have a choice. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you niggas, <laughs> motherfuckers can't get pussy. Me, it's, it's easy. I, I could literally, I could call, I got like five girls I could call right now. I ain't, I ain't fucked them in years, but I guarantee I could, you know, it's not a problem. But my mind is so much more clear. Everything in my life is just so much better. She, you heard, she was just talking about fighting and shit. I'm like, I am so happy. I don't have to hear none of that shit at all. You know, and I love women. As friends, we fucking get along great. But once the fucking starts happening and they start getting jealous and all types of shit, it's not their fault. It's, you know, I have, I'm a very, I'm a very like driven person. I don't, you know, I don't give them time. It just it gets so fucking complicated. Fuck that. I rather, I do not want any fucking problems with none of that. You know what I'm saying? I feel, I see all these motherfuckers is really thinking hard. Marty right here, he's like, damn, that's real right there. <laughs> that's real, because that's how I feel, man. That's how I feel. Rest in peace, Howard Meehan, by the way. Legendary San Francisco comedian. If it wasn't for him, I would have never got the job at the punchline. So I re I'm really grateful for him and his son. And my regards go out to both of them. And my grandpa just died this week. And the founder of the Native American Film Festival just died this week. So all these people I know died. And I'm celibate right now. So I can't even get sympathy pussy. You know what I mean? I can't even be like, oh, these people died. Like, give me some pussy. Like, I can't even do that right now. So I'm just like, you know, I'm, I'm loving the comedy grind, you know. I went to see the Black Panther premiere. Made history once again. Ever since I was 13, I'm the guy in the theaters that says the funny shit that everybody laughs at. Right at the perfect time. I don't ruin the movie. I say it right at the fucking perfect time. Freddy versus Jason, 13 years old, packed theater. The officer's like, uh, the, the lady's all like, Freddy Krueger's back. He's like, shh, we don't say his name out loud. And then I, as a 13-year-old, packed theater, I go, we'll whisper it then, nigga. <laughs> fucking killed. <laughs> I am legend. Will Smith's dog runs into the fucking darkness. He chases after his dog. He sees the zombies in a circle. They're like, <laughs> I was like, them niggas is circle jerking. <laughs> fucking killed. Black Panther. End of the movie. Everybody in the movie damn near was black, right? But there was no light skinned niggas, right? There was all dark skinned niggas. At the end of the movie, I'm all like, where are all my light skinned niggas at, though? <laughs> Killed, sold out theater. So I don't need a fucking kill in a comedy club because I'm fucking killing it in the fucking AMC, okay? That's where I do my fucking main bits. Uh, I just came up here. I didn't fucking say shit. I'm going to end it like this. I, I, how much I got? A minute? I'm going to end it like this. 
Back when I, I went to school for acting, I went to film for school for film and shit at the Academy Art University. And when I was there, I remember I was in, doing a play, right? I was playing a gay role and shit. I'm, I, you know, I was just doing getting my shit. And so the girls have forgot that I'm actually straight as fuck. Never had a gay thought in my life. And so I was in the dressing room with all the girls, and they're like fucking getting naked, and they're bad. You know, actresses, they're fucking sexy as fuck. I was like. These bitches forgot I am straight right now, you know? And so they're like talking and I'm like, hey. So we started talking about ways to initiate sex. And I'm all like, what What do you think is the percentage if I just whip out? Like if, if it could just go into sex, if I just whip out. And all of them told me three out of four times they would be willing to have sex and that I should go for it. And now all these sexual allegations are happening about niggas whipping out and it doesn't work. I'm like, what the fuck? You know what I mean? And so I tried it one time. I've tried it many times, but I tried it one time on the first date. All the other times, like, we had dated already and they, it worked 100% of the time. I just whip out and, I, and she's like, oh, and then we just started fucking kissing, whatever. I tried it on the first date one time. Holy shit, that did not work, nigga. That shit was the most awkward shit in the world. She like, it was like, you want to move to the back seat? And, we, and, you know, it was in a secluded area. We moved to the back seat. She like turns her head. And for one split second, like the Jane Silent Bob scene, it was like the, the angel and the devil. He was like, now or never, nigga. Now or never. Now or never. Whip out, whip out, whip out. I was like, fucking nigga, I whipped out. She turned back. She seen my dick in my hand. She was like, Oh my fucking gosh. <laughs> she tried to get out the car. I was like, oh, I'm so sorry. I, I, I thought it was at that level. By the end of the night, we did end up kissing and making out and shit. But it was like, it was close, man. So I want to say to all the men out there, do not fucking whip out. Those, <laughs> those girls gave me the wrong fucking information. But it's not, hey, it's not my fault though, right? Because all the girls told me to do it. So, you know, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I, that was their fucking advice. So... One love. I wish every comic in here kills and does better than me. I wait, hope all your dreams fucking come true. My name is Larry Dorsey Jr. Thank you. It's all the women's fault. Uh, Y'all know what AMC's, AMC's new slogan is, right? We're all the same in the dark. Make some noise for Nathan Mosher. Fuck, man. I, I hate how perfect he was. You know what I'm saying? He's just like, I have sex a lot. Also, you guys are great. I'm like, damn it. I hate you. You know that person that you're like, I want to hate you, but you're so good, you know? Like, ah, but then they're just like, hey, you're great. And you're like, oh, thanks. <laughs> I got a friend like that. Celibate for five years. Is it me or is every mass shooting that's been happening in the top 10? You know what I'm saying? Every single one. They're like, this is the top 10. We're in the golden age of mass shootings. <laughs> Everyone is topping themselves. You know what I'm saying? Top, they're starting to rate mass shootings the way that people in that commercials talk about a brand new car model. <laughs> they're always like, this one got ranked number one with J.D. Power and Associates. You're like, how many fucking cars get awards from J.D. Power and Associates? Who the fuck is J.D. and why is he just giving out awards like Skittles? The trick or treat. J.D. Power and Associates, that's like the Golden Globes of car awards. J.D. Power and Associates. The, the dude who did the mass shooting, he, um, he said, he, there was YouTube comments. He said, I'm going to be a professional mass shooter. That's what he said. He said, I'm going to be a professional mass shooter. He said, I'm going to be the best. 
He's fucking Ash Ketchum of, 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 of mass shootings. I'm going to be the very best. The best one ever was. I'm going to kill all the kids. Okay, I'm sorry. Horrible, man. Professional mass shooter. He wants to be good at it. He's like trying to be the top 10, you know? Like he's trying to. He he made it to the top ten. He was like, "All right, that's that's my I did it. <laughs> I'm gonna retire from the game." <laughs> I wonder if rap, mass shooters rank it like uh, like how people rank rappers. <laughs> top uh, top ten mass shooters: uh, Sandy Hook guy, uh, Jay Z, Eminem. <laughs> Professional. I just keep thinking about that. How he want? He's like, he's like, I'm gonna be the best at this. Because they talk about how video games influence violence. I think a video game would have helped a lot in this situation. You might kill people. You could you could take it out. You know, you could virtual reality it. You could do Call of Duty. But they don't have a mass shooter video game. They got to make a mass shooter video game where he can just get the top 10. You know what I'm saying? People get paid out of Call of Duty. This guy was like, I want to be a professional mass shooter. If there was a video game... He could have been top 10, make money off of that. All right. That's enough on that topic. <laughs> Such a sad. I was also thinking about how, he, you know, the YouTube, people make YouTube comments all the time. And you're like, who are these punks making YouTube comments? They're probably just trolls. But it's like the whole time they're actually real, you know? People posting faggot are just actually going to do that shit. But I don't know what that means. Do we go on YouTube and start screening these people, you know? Every time you make a bad YouTube comment, you... Because that means that a lot of people named Jesus are going to get... <laughs> you ever see those fake comments? The fake accounts? Jesus. Jesus saying, I hate black people. You ever see those on, on YouTube? We're going to go find Jesus and we saw on YouTube that you wrote, I hate black people. <laughs> we need to revoke your religion license. I don't know. Um, what was I going to talk about? I'm in a relationship and um, it's hard because my girlfriend wants me to be a better person, uh, which is annoying. Uh, I don't always want to be a good person. I just want to be like, I get it. You believe in me. All right. Now leave me alone. <laughs> always asking how to make me... My girlfriend reminds me of the office paperclip because she's always popping up just, hey, how may I help you? Hey, how may I help you? Hey, maybe give me a Windows update so I don't need you as much, all right? This is, you are a pop-up. I install pop-up blocker for me. That office paperclip was codependent as fuck, man. Always asking how may I help you, never asking about himself, all right? What is that office paperclip up to now? I'm so glad he's lost his job so he can finally go to therapy and learn about himself, He's just in therapy right now. Hey, how may I help you? The guy's like, no, I'm here to help you. He starts crying. <laughs> I never focused on myself because I was always trying to work up the core Microsoft corporate ladder. It's so cutthroat. They always let me be at Word. I wanted to do Excel, spreadsheets, PowerPoints, but they said I was too soft. I said I'm made out of malleable metal. What more do you want from me? So they replaced me with a red stapler, son of a bitch. 
It's what they do, man. Corporate America is ruthless. They take young people. When they get old, they replace you with a young stapler who's got some glint in his eyes. Sorry, this is just a metaphor for my mom losing her job. Uh, she is happier now, which is great. She's going to London, and that's great because she doesn't have to be on my back, man. Codependent. If you don't know what codependent is, that's when a parent claims you as dependent on their taxes, and then they give you that extra money they make to spite you. That's what a codependent... All right, see you later. Bye. Oh, yeah. Um, I didn't catch your whole set, but the blunt was really good, so I heard, I heard, I heard the laughter from outside. Um, your next comic is... <laughs> I can't decide if I should go with, like, a pun... Or just like a tangential statement? What do you prefer? White people know everything except how racist they are. Make some noise for Marty Cunney! Every time I think I know how racist I am, I say something to surprise myself. So you're absolutely right, Warhol. Uh, speaking of which, have you heard the news? The news about the Jews, guys. Um, and, uh, you know, the Orthodox Jews in New York or uh, everywhere, uh, when they do the circumcision, also known as the bris, the uh, rabbi will use his mouth to cut off the incision, to, to close it off. Uh, and uh, that's strange, right? That's a little weird. But it's a little weirder and a little worse is that a lot of these rabbis are actually giving these toddlers herpes uh, when they do this. And that's not good uh, for the toddlers. Turns out the toddlers aren't supposed to get herpes. Uh, it's also not good for them when they grow up and have to explain how they got herpes. Uh, it's, oh, no, it's cool. I got it from my rabbi. Uh, you don't get it. No, that, that's no good. I don't know. I mean, it makes me wonder. What do, you get, what do they get for their uh, bar mitzvah? HIV? Huh? Ah. AIDS. Um, no. The bar mitzvah's weird, though, right? The bar mitzvah's kind of a weird ceremony. It's, you know, it's one of the cultural coming-of-age age ceremonies. Uh, the Jews do it when they're 13 years old. And, uh, that's just like when the kids are at their most vulnerable, their most pimply-faced, their most crackly voice. And they take them and they put them in a suit and they give them a glass of wine for confidence. And they tell them to go on stage and, like, sing and read in a foreign language. That's, like, the most vulnerable thing you could do. And they say, that's how you become a man. That's kind of cruel and weird, right? Uh, I don't think it's nearly as weird as the, uh, the quinceanera, though. You guys know what the quinceanera is? You familiar with that? That's the uh, Latina coming-of-age tradition. It's where the 15-year-old girl is kind of presented to the world. She's become a woman, uh, which is basically saying... She's ready now, guys. Uh, she's ripe. She's good for picking, which is weird, right? That's, that's what a quinceanera is. Uh, so basically, the Latinos are throwing a come see how fuckable my daughter is party, while the Jews are throwing a come see how unfuckable my son is party. Uh, I think that's kind of cruel. Speaking of my cultural sensitivity, I'm trying to be more, uh, more uh, respectful to other cultures, trying to be more uh, understanding. But I'll tell you what, those Chinese are making it real hard. Uh, I appreciate everything Eastern Medicine's done for us, uh, Chinese people, but uh, I think we got boner pills taken care of. Uh, we've, we've got that taken care of. You can go ahead and stop hunting animals to extinction because uh, you think they'll give you a hard-on, okay? 
We've got, we got pills that'll give you a boner so good. It might not go away. You might have to go see a doctor to make it go away. Like, and that talking about an unimaginative thing. Like they literally just look out and they look at an animal and if it has something on it that looks like a fucking dick, they kill the animal, cut it off, grind it up and eat it. Like that's how they, that's their idea of medicine. Like, okay, that, that fixes things. That's a good idea. I don't get it. Why they got to be so virile anyways. They can only have one kid. Uh, it just seems unnecessary. I don't know. All right. What else do I got? Uh, oh yeah, but I do, uh, you know, the Chinese do have a really good thing going for them in that they really have done more, uh, for native Americans than any other, uh, group in America has done. I mean, who, what other group organizes daily bus trips to donation centers to give them just so much of their money? I'm of course talking about the buses that come out of Chinatown to go to the Indian casinos. Uh, I mean, they're, they've given more money to the, to the native Americans than any other, and than any white people have. I think it's really a great thing. I mean, you can see, like, even when you go to those casinos, like, none of those table games are even aimed at white people anymore. It's like, I don't even know how to play all the games there. I can just pull a slot. And all the billboards are all mostly Asian people on them. It's like, I guess I'm just a little offended because I'm just, as an 18 to 35-year-old ma- white male, I'm so used to having everything marketed at me. I'm just like, hey, come on. Like, that's supposed to be for me, right? Like, yeah, not cool. All right, that's my time, guys. Thanks a lot for listening. Um... I think your demographic is more like 34 to 35 year old man, but uh, everyone be sure to try those sandwiches over there. Uh, I think one gave me mild food poisoning, but I'm not sure. Make some noise for Jim McVeigh. I think you're wrong about, uh, yeah, no, I think like, I think hurting animals is good for if that's what gets you hard like i think you should be able (laughs) take care uh when i was when i was a kid they like i remember being in like third grade and they would say like you better work hard or you're gonna wind up working at a mcdonald's but like to an eight-year-old mcdonald's is the best place in the world like that's the place we go when dad is saying sorry. Like that's where the happy meals are. That's where like I was too young. I couldn't see over the counter. I didn't know how depressing it was, but it was like that would be f- that would be great. To, anyway, I've worked retail for too long. In a pinch, like if I was in a hurry, my resume could double as a suicide note. Like if I was in a rush, I could just sign it and they would sort the police would figure it out. That's a cool jacket. Thank you. Can I have it? Okay. Um, I've worked retail. What I like to do at the end of a, a long day is I, I like to sit in the parking lot and I like to watch late customers try and open the locked door. That's what they do. And I sit in my car and I slowly burn myself with a cigarette. That's that's how I do it. Um, okay, we got that. I just realized I'm chewing gum. That is one of my pet peeves. I'll tuck it into. Should I swallow this gum right now? Oh, I don't have it. I don't have my water near me. Uh, the other night, I was um, I was walking to a restaurant and I was going to check out the menu. You know, like the, they post the menus in the door. Um, and a couple walked up and uh, oh, you don't have to pay. You're leaving. No, no, you go on. <laughs> 
I really appreciated that you gave me undivided attention until the end, but it's time to close that door. Okay. Uh, besides, this is not funny. Anyway. Uh, all right. So I was, I was like walking to check out this menu and a couple walked up right before me, man and woman. Uh, the man sees that I kind of got there at the same time. So he moved behind uh, his girlfriend. Meanwhile, she's distracted she's just in the menu and now i'm standing next to it and i'm i'm also looking at the menu and she doesn't realize that he had moved i can cut words out of this uh and then she says she's like thank you so much i love you and then she realizes it she realizes she said it to me i don't know if anyone's ever told you i I'm trying to realize which, how I've fucked up this thing so many times. It's not making sense to me how I just did this. Uh, I love you. Okay. Well, I'm just going to abandon the whole thing. Um, yeah, no, that's, it's too late. There's no coming back from that. Okay. Um, I, uh, I was at the dollar store and I paid with a hundred and it went out of business. I went to buy a couch and the salesman, he's like, this is a pretty big investment. Um, why don't you go ahead and make yourself comfortable? So I got drunk and threw up on it. Um, I, I used to have a drinking problem and sometimes I'd have open containers and where you're not supposed to. And the clerk would say things like, Hey buddy, uh, no shirt, no shoes, no service. Like, and I was like, nah, it's cool, man. I'm just dropping off a resume. Uh, man, I'm s still annoyed I fucked up that first thing. That's a cool jacket. Can I have it? Um, what? Oh, no, that would be so awkward to like try that thing again. It's a weird act out. I don't move my body in any way for the entire four years I've been doing comedy, so it's very strange for me to do a little play. Um, anyway. I forgot everything that I came here to say and I'm very frustrated that, uh, but I'm having a really good time and there's a really good vibe and this is a really good place and that's a cool jacket. Um, okay. So I think I'm going to leave. Um, and just so you know, I will be smoldering after this. I'm so frustrated. Um, anyway, and then what's that fella? He's like, I'm celibate for five years. I could, Oh my God. I love that guy. Um, I love that guy. I'm, Okay, you guys have been fantastic. I love you all. Goodbye. Your next comic may or may not be faking his accent. Make some noise for Gene Feld. What's up, Mutiny? Good shit. I don't know. Did you guys realize, did you guys know that... Uh, the Hitler used to make like watercolors. Watercolors. You, you made like paintings. He was like an artist. Made watercolors. I don't think I don't think he'd be as well known if not for his watercolors. Personally, I don't know. Maybe I'm just too naive and just like overestimating the value of art for the society. I don't know. You know, some people, um, like there, there's this debate, right? Like, is there a life after death? Um, I don't know if we're ever going to answer that question. Um, there sure as fuck is no sex after death. Like, that's for sure. 
you know, except for a few lucky necrophilia victims. You guys tell I'm in a really cheerful mood today? Ah, anyway, so what else should we talk about? I don't know, about traveling. You guys are into traveling? Awesome. I recently got back from an ego trip. Boy, is my wrist tired. I don't know what else we should talk about. You know, I just have one word here. It says proletariat. I don't know what I was thinking. The proletariat is getting fucked. That's for sure. What the fuck do I know? Just some Russian guy who sounds like Christopher Walken. <laughs> but, I don't know. You see, the respect for the proletariat is essential. The capitalist fucks don't understand it. Not worship, you pink liberals, but respect. I don't know. I don't know if I'm like, this is kind of deteriorating in a very amateurish political science lecture, so maybe I should take it in another direction. Should talk more about art, I think. Like, did you ever hear this expression that uh, a sculptor doesn't actually carve the sculpture? It just removes the pieces of the rock that don't belong. And that's total bullshit. It's like, if, if that were true, right, like, there would be so many sculptors out there that would, like, set out to carve, like, a beautiful naked woman and just, like, keep ending up with a dick after dick after dick. It would be impossible to just like go into an art store or something. So there would always be some frustrated guy arguing with a clerk. He keeps selling me the wrong marble blocks, motherfucker. I'm like, dude, you're gay, just accept it. I don't know. I think I'm gonna stop here. Thank you guys. Um, very excited for your next comic. I've seen him perform a lot. He brings everything to the table except for punchlines. Make some noise for Chris Volker. Thanks for all the clapping. So I was in the car today. I was thinking about slow jams, R&B, sensual music, you know? And you know how there's like, you know, there's a, I'm blanking their name right now, but they, they sing about making love to you like you want me to, you know, and they're, they're like, oh girl, and you know, it's a heterosexual, sensual song. And then there's like some new ones that are gay, and then I was just like, you know, homosexual. And I was like, well, well what's up with the asexual people? Do they have a sensual song? So. I couldn't think of one, so I wrote one. And I have a helper to help me sing it for you tonight. This is the very first time this song has ever been performed. And I'd like to do it for you now. OK, so uh, you have a mic? No, I do not. <laughs> this is Nelly, everybody. Hey, hey. She's helping me sing this song. Let's practice real quick. Okay. Ready? Asexual. All right. OK. <laughs> Ready? Okay. Asexual. There's a hole inside you. Asexual. 
that I'm never going to fill. I won't get your needs man. Oh. <laughs> Cause I just don't like anyone like that. <laughs> yeah. Sad. I saw someone last night walking around like this. I'm just like, oh my god, I wish I could like help this person. What what do you do though? You're just like God, you must really suck at life. You're just walking around with your mouth open. I wish I could like film you and anonymously send you like a video of yourself just so like you could stop doing that maybe. What's up with uh, gym advertisements with people doing battle robes? It seems like every gym ad that I've seen lately has some fool on it going like this. It's like, how is that applicable? Like. What are you, a rigger on a pirate ship? Like, what the fuck do you need that for, you know? Hmm. How's everybody doing tonight? Good. Yeah, this is a, this is a pretty good uh, house right now. There's a lot of cats in here. <laughs> oh yeah, we have two women. It's good. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So anybody here watch The Walking Dead? Yeah, you big Walking Dead fan? When I was a kid, my mom told me that when people pass away, they uh, drop their bowels. And I was like, no, they don't. Like, I knew everything. But I've seen enough things die by now that, yeah, no, she's right. <laughs> but whenever, whenever I uh, watch The Walking Dead, I'm just like, dude. Every single one of those walkers has a load in his pants right now. And I just like, I think about that every time I see like a zombie movie or something, I'm like, they've got, a, their pants are full of shit. So now you guys can probably think of that too. But yeah, all right, that's enough for me, I'm out of here. Thank you for singing that song. I identify as asocial. <laughs> Technically, if you look up the definition, I'm antisocial, but that's not how I identify. A traditional host would bring this mic stand up before he introduced Price Trusen! Pam's here. All right. Pam would have raised the fucking mic stand. <laughs> Asshole. All right, guys. Um, hey, did you hear about that? There's a new dating website. New dating website. It's for corn. That's right, corn. It's for corn. Yes, starch, yeah. Uh, corn. It's called uh, eHominy. <laughs> okay. Uh you ever notice when you're at the airport, you never see a vulture checking any bags in, right? Never see a vulture. Yeah, vultures, they only, they only have carry-on. Oh. <laughs> uh. <laughs> Roman, please, I'm trying to fucking get through this. 
Uh, you ever notice, uh, I don't know, I was watching the Special Olympics, and uh, those kids with Down syndrome, they, like, try really hard. They really do. They put a lot of effort in. Uh, yeah, they, they have big hearts, you know. They do. I actually think the medical term is enlarged heart, which is why they sometimes die early. Uh, <laughs> all right. Uh, my great-grandfather uh, was a butcher, right? And my, my shitty grandfather uh, beat my grandma. That's... Uh, yeah, you know, I don't like uh, people with Alzheimer's. They're really cocky. You ever notice that? They're really like arrogant. Right? Whenever I run into a person with Alzheimer's, they're always like, "Do you know who I am?" <laughs> uh, you know, they say children learn faster, and uh, than adults. And yeah, right. I mean, that's obvious, right? Because like, uh, yeah, if you're your child doesn't practice piano, you can beat him. Uh, as, a, as a straight white comic, um, I'm not allowed to say the N-word, but I can get away with saying faggot, which I know, I don't think that's right either because I always thought gays were the sensitive ones. Uh, all right. <laughs> Uh, okay. Uh, well, yeah, fuck this. Yeah, I don't. I'm not, I don't like uh, women being sports fans. I don't like that. All right, it's a big trend. Because right? like, if women become sports fans, like, who's gonna tell men how stupid sports are? Other men. Other men that are cool. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I need to come up with uh, a retort in case any audience member. Shouts that out. Uh, oh. <laughs> you can say anything you want. Um, is that that's is that the red light, the light, or am I? That's a stage light. Ha ha. Good one. Um, all right. How about this one? <laughs> oh yeah. So uh, you know the. Uh, you know, Mormons, uh, traditionally, they, they, they married um, multiple wives. They could marry multiple wives. But it almost wasn't that way, right? Because uh, the first draft had a, had a uh, typo in it. it. had a typo in it. It was, uh, they put, a, in this one word, they put an M instead of, no, they put an N instead of an M in this one word. So Mormons, they almost ended, they, they almost ended up fucking geographic shapes, they almost believed in polygony. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, you know, when it Hitler started out, he was an artist, you know? He was an artist. He was, uh, he was actually a DJ. Oh, that's good, that's good. Yeah. He, uh, he, he used to try to get the crowd psyched up by saying, uh, put your hand up. Uh, all right, I'm, I'm, I'm done. Did I ever start? Um, Bryce, in honor of your set, we're cutting the mic to four minutes now. 
your next comic headlines no matter when he goes in a show make some noise or don't he doesn't give a fuck roman leo so it wasn't so bad lifting the that thing up it wasn't that i could do it myself ah <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's so fun to heckle you guys so fun to be here heckling everybody uh, this is one of my favorite places to do comedy. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Two laughs. One of them was real. Uh, girlfriend uh, told me I was gaining weight. She said I was getting fat. I was like, how can you tell? She's like, when, you're, when I'm giving you a head, I can feel it on my face. I was like, touche, bitch. No, too much. Um, she, anyway, she suffocated. Uh, <laughs> I live next to Volker's lighting me. That's cool. I I uh, I live next to uh, I live next to sixteen dogs. The neighbors in the neighbor's yard, they're always barking. It's like there's like big ones and little ones. It's like and the little ones are like. It sounds like uh, the Israeli-Palestinian conflict. <laughs> Do you, is there any birthdays in the crowd? Do we have any birthdays? Eventually. <laughs> All right. We got an optimist. One optimist and no birthdays. Uh, my, I, I, uh, I like birthdays, you guys. This year, let's see. I didn't get anything though. Maybe next year. I uh, I pro I feel I like Bryce. That's why I was heckling him. Uh, I feel com- you know Bryce. You're a good guy. I feel like you know like some people I wouldn't want to owe a beer to. Like you know you're like somebody's like can I buy you a beer? I'm like no I'll pay for myself. But you, I would owe you a beer. <laughs> I'm just trying to make friends. Come on. Isn't that the whole point of stand-up? Uh, sometimes you ever pull out a nose hair and be like, man, what if that doesn't grow back? <laughs> you know, I might end up bald in there. What if I need those? You know that you can get your nose, the inside of your nose waxed? It's got to be like the fucking most painful, <laughs> right? It'd be like a Fukushima of pain. I like it. Give it. Give up. Uh, give. Uh, let's have a big round of applause for Luke. <laughs> big round of applause for Luke for being high or uh, not high, not too high. <laughs> I love it. I love it when Luke's too high to perform, and he'll get like he'll get through like half a premise about when life gives you lemons, and then there's like no end. <laughs> I can't believe I came all the way over here for this. Um. I have a tote. I got it from the Berkeley Bowl. And now people say I look like I'm always coming or going from the grocery store. <laughs> I used to be a real cut up in the second grade. <laughs> hey, James Moore is my new best friend. Um, <clears throat> I'm not a big fan of uh, online dating jokes. 
<laughs> but uh, one time I went out with this woman. I was pretty excited about the date. Uh, you know what I mean? Like you're lonely. You want to you wanna have fun on a date or whatever. And then the, the profile is like really like looks like a lot of fun. Like she's got like a snake around her waist, like a belt, you know, sexy, ethnic, all the good things. And uh, I get on the date and uh, all she did, because it said polyamorous was another reason. I was like, yeah, maybe, you know, low uh, commitment, you know, no commitment. And it uh, turns out polyamorous means she just want to talk about her boyfriend for two hours. I was like, fuck, this is boring. And then, especially because her, like her boy, all the stories about her boyfriend was that he smoked too much weed and she couldn't pass a drug test. And I was like, I don't believe you, but I will help you if you need help passing this drug test. Anyway, long story short, she's a social worker now, you guys. Some comics lull you in just with their voices and transport you. You can close your eyes and just take a journey with them. Uh, and some comedians are attractive. I can't stress how much you're missing if you're only listening to Cole Chapman. Hey, I'm attractive. Hooray. He said it. I'm not bragging. It's all right. Just, just repeating facts here. Uh, I thought the... <laughs> I thought the more attractive dude was uh, Larry Dorsey in here, man. That was cool. So Jim already re- remarked on it, but him being like, I'm going on a five-year vow of celibacy, even though I could get as much pussy if I needed to. You're like, okay. <laughs> I don't know if that's as honorable as <laughs> it sounds anymore. But you know what? I Goddamn it, I appreciate the gusto on that man. Uh, or, uh, where Gene goes? Gene's still here? He left? I want to talk to him about marble falling off of statues because I felt like if it if it was like the marble coming out, it wouldn't they wouldn't be going to like try to make a sexy woman be a dick, right? It'd just be like Michelangelo's David would just have a huge fucking dick, you know what I mean? Like it, he'd, that thing is so tiny, you'd be like he'd knock it out and then he'd be like, all right, David, what the fuck? What is this? You got an eighteen inch dick, really? He's like, yeah, man, <laughs> just the way it came out, man. And I'm just speaking to you that way. It's like, all right, all right, David, we're gonna chisel this off, just make it a little more proportional so we don't feel bad. <laughs> um, Let's talk about stuff. Oh, uh, I recently did something that I've always wanted to do, uh, which was smoke weed with my brother. Yes, uh, I guess you could clap it up. That's just kind of weird because uh, it was something that I wanted to do since like high school when I was 15 and he was 20. He's five years older. If you can't do math. Um, but uh, instead, we did it like when I was 27 and he's 32 and lives at home. Uh, <laughs> so it was. It wasn't so much like the fun teenage adventure I wanted it to be back then. Instead, it was just like a sad commentary on our financial situation at the time. You know what I mean? It wasn't it was, like it wasn't it wasn't it wasn't that cool. But it was it was kind of nice uh, because uh, it was like his one of his first times really smoke because it's just legal, right? So people are trying it out, you know. And uh, we're sitting there in uh, in the bathroom of my parents' house. You know, we got the fan on, a window open. We got the uh, the paper towel thing while the dryer lint stuck in it, right? And we're blowing out the window, tee-hee, you know, doing all that kind of stuff. Uh, the problem is he got too high, uh, which is like, that's fine. We all do that, usually when we're 15. Uh, and that's fine when you're 15. <laughs> when you're 32, it presents a few issues, you know? Because uh, when you're high, when you get too high, everything is scary. You get all these crazy realizations about life that you got to deal with on the spot, you know? Uh, and so... It's easy to talk a 15-year-old out of that because you just go to the basics. You're like, listen, man, you're 15. 
You got your whole life ahead of you. Don't worry about it. You're going to have some thoughts. They're going to be bad, but just let them go. Enjoy the trip. See you at the end. In the meantime, enjoy Speed Racer. You know what I mean? Like that's all you can do to get a 15-year-old out of this panic attack. My brother is 32 years old and lives at home. I'm like, listen, man, you're going to have some realizations about your life. <laughs> They're all correct. <laughs> okay. You got to get your shit together, man. <laughs> this is a rough, <laughs> rough situation. Anyways, please try to enjoy Speed Racer. Uh, that's all I can really do. Uh, <laughs> just, just put that movie on and hope it works out. Uh Oh, uh, yeah, they made that shitty... It's the Wachowski Brothers one. It's just not... It's just bright colors and flashing lights. You just put it on, and you don't pay attention to the... I can put on the old 70s Hanna-Barbera one. There you go. Is that one good? That's the real one, goddammit. Uh, what? Look at me. What? <laughs> I'm sitting here watching 70s... I, you should be amazed I even know that reference. <laughs> Hanna-Barbera cartoons. Come on. Come on. Uh, come on. I don't know. Hannah Montana. Yeah, see, that's the reference I should be making. <laughs> Hannah Montana, no one knows. No one knows, man. Um, hmm. I don't know. I also thought it was funny that Serrani was getting mad at me uh, for not fighting with my girlfriend, which was cool. <laughs> I was just like, like, what do you guys fight about? Not much. She's like, fuck you. I was like, oh, Jesus Christ. How do you guys talk honestly? Ah, fuck you. I was like, geez. I think it's funny like when people in, who are terrible in relationships try to give advice to people who are good in relationships. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like the best. Like, what her, my girlfriend's roommate her boyfriend and she, they just scream at each other all the time. And the other night she was like, this is what you guys got to do. I was like, I don't think you can, <laughs> I don't think you're in any position to tell us how to live our lives at this point. Like if you just ended a, a, a conversation with like, well, fuck you then. Like, I don't think you're the one who's going to be like Dr. Phil in our thing. You know what I mean? It's just stupid. <laughs> it's like a... Some reference, some joke that I uh, can't really put together on the spot because I'm a little tired, guys. It's Friday. It's been a long week. Hey, enjoy the rest of the show. You know, give it up for Warhol. Like, what's the secret? What's the secret you guys never fight? I just don't, I just don't understand. Um, try not dating a comic. Make some noise for... I actually didn't check. Anthony Lavaggi! How's it going, everyone? Uh, my name's Anthony. Nice to be here. Uh, don't mind my left arm. I had a stroke when I was 10. How are we doing tonight, Strokey? Hey. Yeah? All right, I'll tell him. Guys, he's fucking pissed. This night's dry as hell. These have been some of the longest five minutes of our lives. But I'm new at this, so I'm not really going to talk too much shit. I'll talk shit after. Don't worry. But uh, growing up crippled, for one thing, amazing title for my Lifetime original movie, right? But one thing I noticed that growing up crippled is that most people don't know is that cripples are easily the horniest ethnicity. And I know that sounds crass, but hear me out. You meet a man in a wheelchair. What's the first thing you want to ask? It's never, so why are you in a wheelchair? The first question you really want to ask is so. Does it still work? And if the answer is yes, you've just met the happiest man alive. This man has been through hell and back. This man is invincible. Actually, it's more like talking to a three-legged dog. Like, sure, he's missing something critical for survival, but hey, he's just happy to be here. And growing up crippled, there's other things I noticed that like I cannot do that other people can do. Like, for instance, I can't juggle steak knives. Can't say the alphabet backwards or forwards, if that matters. And for life of me, this is really annoying, is uh, swimming. Because my right arm is very strong, but my left arm is weak. So whenever I try and swim laps, I end up just swimming in circles. 
swimming in circles for hours and it's super annoying. I look like a third base run coach going, bring it home, Johnny! Anyways. Uh, so after my stroke, I was in the hospital for about a month and I was strapped up to a blood pressure monitor and which, you know, like in a doctor's office or a pharmacy, you know, it's just a strap on your arm and to test your blood pressure, just squeeze it as, as hard as possible until you have no feeling in your arm anymore because that's how blood pressure works. And mine was special because it was hooked up to a timer that would go off every 30 minutes for 24 hours, no matter what time of day it was. It could be 1 in the morning, 1.30 in the morning, 2 in the morning, 2.30 in the morning. I think you guys get the picture. And so I noticed, since I was so bored, just lying down all day, I would look at the screens and I would notice that it would judge my blood pressure based off my breathing patterns. So if I took a deep breath, it would, the blood pressure would spike. If I took short breaths, like... <laughs> It would uh, scatter like a lot. And then I also noticed if I, if I held my breath for long enough, the machine would flatline. And so as any mischievous 10-year-olds would think, like, oh, this would be really funny. So w that night at 1.30 in the morning, I was woken up again by, my, uh, by the machine. And I looked at the machine, and I noticed it was working fine. So I held my breath as long as possible. I, let, I held my breath until it's, the machine was saying I was legally dead, and I hear a team of nurses sprinting down the hallway. I hear people yelling, call a doctor, call a doctor. And as soon as I hear them turn the corner, about to burst into my room, I go back to sleep. I start breathing normally, and uh, right then, they burst into my room. Uh, they wake up my dad. My dad almost has a heart attack. I just wake up and go, Ooh. a little late for a sponge bath, don't you guys think? The nurses come in, their jaws are dropped. They think I've just died. They look at me, they look at the heart rate monitor, it's fine. Then they look at my dad and they're like, uh, false alarm? And they just slowly back out. All right, that's my time, thank you. <laughs> Your next comic is from Deep East Oakland. So I'm not gonna talk any shit. If you know what's good for you, clap for Luke Newman. Hello. Um, yeah, man. So was it you talking about zombies and shit? Yeah. They yeah. They say shit, but people shit themselves when they die. All animals. But it's weird to me. It's funny. It's funny the, the thought of just zombie. All zombies are walking out with shitty pants, shitty drawers. But um, it begs the question: like, what's the process a zombie goes through? Like, like why does how does he lose so much intellect when he becomes a zombie? You know what I'm saying? Like, he doesn't have the presence of mind to be like, oh, I'm a zombie. Let me get, let me go get some brains. But like, first, let me clean my drawers. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's missing. Like, what's the biological, what's the science behind it? You know what I'm saying? It's my question. I don't know. I'll Google it later. Um, so fucking, uh, you know, some, some shit takes a, a lifetime to learn, you know. I hope I live that long. Uh, I don't know. I don't fucking know, man. Man, fucking all these fucking shootings and shit, man. I feel like I, I got to talk about it. Um, shit is crazy, man. Shit is fucked up. Uh, uh, fucking 
but I, I was like, I saw this. The one of the teachers from from that school was like, uh, "Our government failed us," and it's just like, like, I, what do you expect from our our government? You know, our government has been failing us since the for, since the get go. You know what I'm saying? Since 1776, that's our mo. It's like the United States, well, we fail you. You know what I'm saying? That's the fucking motto. You know what I mean? And uh, I don't know. I just don't get it. It's like, what do you, you trust the government? It's like, that's what you do? I don't know, man. It just blows my mind how people fucking trust the government. You know. So it's, America is fucking shady, man. Like, what do you think Edward is? Edward Snowden's still in Russia. Like, what do you think? He's on vacation? You know what I'm saying? Like, that motherfucker is on the run because he ratted. You know, motherfucker snitched on some gangsters, and he's and he's trying trying to stay alive. You know what I'm saying? Shit is real. Fucking, uh, I don't know, man. <laughs> I don't fucking know. It feels like it feels like Americans have like Stockholm syndrome or some shit. Like, I'm a conspiracy theorist, man. I believe a lot in a lot of that shit, and you got to, you know what I'm saying? Because a lot of this shit is real, like that Snowden shit, like all that shit. A lot of this shit is real, man. Obviously, the Earth is not flat, you know what I'm saying? We don't need to take it there, but like the. Whoa. Am I wrong? Well, we could have that debate also if you want to. <laughs> but uh, but you know, Dem Democrats did fucking uh. <laughs> uh, they they rigged the, the election and all that shit like I'm glad somebody was on the case you know what I'm saying so that we know that I don't know it feels like we got Stockholm syndrome like America cares about us you know they want they want the best for us America wouldn't hurt us you know not America they care about us America. They care about the people. You know, look at look at the history of America. They've n done nothing but care for their people. You know, America's great country. They care about their people. God bless you. <laughs> uh, I don't know. And then and then fucking you know everybody's like trying to blame it on guns. It's like guns are an inanimate object. You know what I'm saying? And and I and I think we should figure figure something out so to make sure these crazy ass motherfuckers don't have guns. But at the same time, it's like we got a fucking crazy ass motherfucking office, yeah. you know. So like, as long as he he's in office, I'm I'm gonna hold on to my gun. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Not gonna lie to you. You know, straight up. And it's like people think, you know, think about think about if Donald Trump like personally asked you to give him your gun. You know what I'm saying? Donald Trump came, hey, give me your gun. It's like, uh, no, Donald, I'm not going to give you my gun. I don't trust you. You know what I'm saying? That's what it is, man. I'm holding on to my AR-15. What isn't, Don, isn't Donald Trump like the fucking, isn't he supposed to be the third antichrist or some shit? You know what I'm saying? What are we going to fucking prevent the next holocaust with some fucking you know what i'm saying 22s i don't fucking think so so as long as we make sure these psychopaths don't have guns and and we have some fucking ar-15s in the right hands hopefully we can uh maintain our freedom and shit but uh
Yeah. God, God bless America. So let me get this straight. Our government fails us. They fucked up. But my teacher fails me, and that's my bad. I don't know if you heard the NSA just got shot up. They didn't see that coming. Oops, it's an oversight. Um, make some noise for Mike Spiegelman? Better than that! He could be at home with his fucking family! You make some gun! Sorry. WK. Hey, you know, I have a bunch of new jokes, but I, I just want to write Luke, right? Yes. Yeah, just, I just want to just want to follow up what Luke was saying. What's that? You know, you were saying that you shouldn't trust the government. And I just, you know, I have a lot of material and I want to try out here at, at the happy hour. But if I may stress, do not trust the government. Like, <laughs> I, I'm, not, I'm not talking to anybody who's listening to this on the podcast. I'm talking to this room and anyone who's listening from the Bay Area. Do you think that when an earthquake, and the earthquake will hit, in the next four years or eight years, depending on how long, it'll be during Trump's administration. Do you think we'll get the same kind of support that uh, Puerto Rico got? Do you think we'll get a tweet talking about sanctuary cities? And that's the reason why there's no, nothing coming? So anyway, I don't trust the government. You know, Puerto Rico was supposed to get three million boxes of food. And they gave the contract to one person who's a caterer. <laughs> and she filled 50,000 boxes. The suicide rate and the mental illness rate in, that, uh, in Puerto Rico is, has been rising. You know? And this has been going on for months. So they got 50,000 boxes. So <clears throat> do we trust the government when they're going to say we're cutting food stamps, but we're going to send a harvest box? You can't even send emergency supplies to your own fucking province. Uh, so anyway, <clears throat> sorry. I just uh, but wanted to just stress. Don't trust the government. <laughs> They're not going to help you. They're going to help California? You don't think we're going to get a bunch of backhanded tweets from the President of the United States talking about sanctuary this and carry that or what, you know? How many minutes of your life do you even fucking think about sanctuary fucking cities, right? But if there was an earthquake, that would be a big priority. So, anyway. I'm just saying, like, Puerto Rico, the worst hurricane ever, completely blacked out, and our own president is talking about how they're bankrupt, and, you know, that's kind of brutal to the companies they owe money to. So I don't know what that has to do with an emergency, so. All right, so let me do a couple jokes. Hey, I just saw the Emoji movie. Well, I, I tried to. I watched it on an old uh, DVD player, and all the characters were just boxes with little X's in them. How to use the words. Don't trust the government. They're not going to help San Francisco, Oakland, Berkeley, Alameda County when the quake hits. They're not. They're going to bring up sanctuary cities. So, all right. Thanks a lot. I'm Mike Speaker. Bye.
Let him get um, back to his porch. That's real. I mean, we've been saying that for years, but Puerto Rico still get more love than niggas. Um, when I black out, I don't get a call from the president. <laughs> Standards. Uh, let's lighten it up, shall we? So, Nazis. <laughs> you booing Nazis? That is, that is edgy. <laughs> You're on the cutting edge. Um, I remember when Nazis were in the past. I used to watch TV in my grandma's basement, same spot where my granddaddy died on the floor. I remember my cousins used to set fire to the carpet for fun, but my grandmother always, I uh, found out years later, blamed my grandfather because she thought he was falling asleep with cigarettes. <laughs> um, used to watch Gilligan's Island. And uh, I get, help me out with this. I, I get Dream of Genie and Bewitched a little confused. Does that happen? Like, I try to remember which one wiggled the nose and then one was married. Um, I wanted to fuck them both. I can't really... I think, actually, I think Nickelodeon is responsible for my bukkake fetish. You can't do that on television. Make some noise for Jason Matt. I like that intro. That was, oh, yeah, thank you. Um, hey, so I'm on the radio right now? Yeah. Uh, I've never been on the radio before. It's kind of exciting. Uh, um, hey, um... So I'm from I'm from Houston, Texas. Um, so I might have an accent here and there. I, I was on the radio. Actually, I was on the radio once. I called into the radio, uh, country music station down in Houston and and got them. I convinced them to play Kanye. That's pretty cool. That's a true story. It's just that's not a joke. Um, yeah. But um, yeah, uh, I appreciate y'all uh, putting me on, letting me play with the microphone. Um, so I, yeah, I got the I got a uh, I just got back. Uh, into the game, uh, I had a lot of death in my family and shit. And so a lot of people come back, like or like when someone you ever hear about athletes who have like a, the best game they've ever had in their life after a death, and or like comedians who like or like Richard Pryor, you know the greats, you know they talk about their death. And man, I couldn't do that shit, man. I got up, I was all angry. It was horrible. So um, I just got back to the game, and uh, I really appreciate y'all getting with me in here. Um, Yes, mad love. Um, so I, I got a, 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 an audition in L.A., and I got to condense this shit down to three minutes. So I thought I'd waste a couple, and now let me try and squeeze this shit. And uh, this is usually five, but I'm going to try and... Oh, shit, here we go. Let's, all right. So, uh, yeah, let me uh, let me just uh, get some quick round of applause. I'm sorry to just, like, get this cheaply, but I just have an announcement to make. Um, I have just passed... For white, ladies and gentlemen, can I get a round of applause, please? I just passed for white. Yes. No, this is this is my first time. It's exciting. Like I don't know what I'm gonna do. Like I'm, I'm gonna go like wine tasting. Like I'm gonna like get. Plus, I've already changed my status on Indeed. Like I'm I'm excited. Like this is my first time. Like like no seriously. Like I I can uh, people on the radio y'all can't see me, but like I can pass for a lot of things, man. Like I passed for black before. I've actually passed for black. That was uh, in Texas when I got pulled over for a speeding ticket, and he just checked black. I just, I, I don't know. So I'll just accept that one. Uh, but I've actually I've passed for Asian. Um, different folks who don't, who can't see me, um, the radio folks. I, I look like a, a mix between Oscar De La Hoya and Manny Pacquiao. If they could see, they laugh. So that's how you know it's true, ladies and gentlemen, on the uh, airwaves. Um, 
Yeah, so I, I, I could pass for Asian, obviously. Uh, Asian Asian girls, it's hard to talk to Asian girls because they're into that that house music shit, man. That oons, 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 oons. It's hard. You got to time it right, right? You got to catch them like double dutch. just like double dutch jump rope. You're like oons, 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 oons. Jumping, hey, girl, how you doing? My name is Jason. Oons, 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 oons. Hey, girl, you doing after this? Oons, 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 oons. <sighs> yeah. That was, man, I'm way down condensed that sucker. Um, hey, uh, really appreciate y'all, man. Um, my name is Haha Sinto on, on the uh, internet. Uh, appreciate y'all. Yeah, um, I remember when I was a little kid, one time my mom took me for ice cream and uh she got me some chocolate ice cream on a on a cone we stepped outside and i licked it one time and it fell off and just hit the ground i was like my mom was too strict for me to cry but i was fucking bummed out she was like sorry honey i don't think i have any more money but then she she found like a five or something in her jacket she went back inside Bought me into the ice cream. This time, she licked it first. She like pressed it down firmly on the cone so it wouldn't fall off. And uh, she did that for the rest of my childhood. Yeah, just uh, it was like a ritual we had. I think that's why I'm obsessed with deep throating. Make some noise for a toothbrush. How do I follow that? Those are my ninjas y'all get. A little tired today. Uh, working all day. I do Postmates. You know what that is? Postmate, the shitty job. Uh, people just fucking run on me. I got an order today. Plan B and a condom at the same time. I drop it at the office. Make up your fucking mind, man. You might want to nut it before... <laughs> The fucking weirdest shit. Some people just order donut from 7-Eleven to cater to them. Don't make any sense, man. It's a 99 cents donut. Costs you $8 in the end of the day. Don't make any sense. And a motherfucker lives in a block away. He could walk. Don't make any sense, man. Obviously, I'm Asian. I'm tired of Asian people. I'm tired of defending them. I love noodles and rice. Because rice, especially, could go with anything. Rice go with rice. I'm tired of defending my people sometimes, man. So anyway, earlier today, I was dropping off my Plan B in a condom at the office. And uh, I saw my profile, and some like thing was just moving. So I looked. That was a big old white SUV running to the pole for no reason. There was no traffic light. There was no car or nothing. Just intersection was clear. The motherfucker just running to the fucking pole, and uh, she came out from the car. Happened to be Asian. I guess we don't know how to drive. I'm tired of myself, man. Tired of my own people. I'm tired of defending ourselves. I made up fucking jokes that uh, how 
We don't know how to drive was started from the music. They made it up. That was a rumor. Yeah. That was a whole joke. I'm tired of defending them, man. How come you never seen Asian people person in a car insurance commercial? You never seen it. Because we're on the bitch and we don't want to embarrass ourselves. I made that up. I'm tired of defending our people, man. Tired. And she came out crying, like bleeding and shit. I didn't feel sorry for her. <laughs> bitch, you're doing too much. Um, and another drop off today. That was a little weird, too. Uh, is it weird for me to say? Happy Black History Month? No. No? It's okay? Okay. Room for black uh, white folks, so it's okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm Japanese, and I was born and raised there. And uh, so I dropped it off. This white lady told me, Happy New Year. <laughs> it's Chinese shit. I got nothing to do with it. I say happy Black History Month. I told her that. I got the lights, so I gotta go. Thank you. Uh, bro, I couldn't understand your accent. You call me a nigger? What happened? <laughs> What's going on here? We're gonna have to check the tape on that one. Um, your next uh, comic... I have to say is one of my top five favorite types of oral hygiene. Make some noise for mouthwash. Back my new stage name. What's up, guys? Um, so is your so your stage name is Toothbrush? That's fucking fire, dude. That's fire. Um, I will say, uh, so you guys were talking about shootings. I will say uh, that uh, whenever there's a school shooting, it's one of the few times that I actually pray, okay? I clasp my hands together and I, I just pray. I'm like, please, please let the shooter be white uh, because I have a fire Facebook status already pre-written and it would work better if he's white. Uh, okay, cool. Um, guys, I went and saw Black Panther. Yeah. Anyone else seen it? It's like the blackest shit I've ever seen, ever. What's up? What's that? Is that another? Is that a blacker movie? Yes. Fuck. All right. I'm being I'm being exposed. Um, <laughs> no nah, man, it was a blackest shit I've ever seen. Uh, I was in line. Black people were so happy, dude. It was that which like weirdly happy. You know, like you don't see. Like when was the last time you saw happy black people in San Francisco? You know, it doesn't really happen, right? Like when was the last time you walked by ten black dudes just smiling? Like, you know, it doesn't really happen here in San Francisco. Um, I had to check my phone. I was like, did OJ kill another white girl or something? Like, people are very, people are stoked. Um, but, uh, dude, it was a great movie. Uh, white people were taking L's pretty much throughout the entire movie. Uh, won't ruin too much, but uh, the first white character was introduced about 10 minutes in, died 90 seconds later. I was like, oh, shit. All right, we're, do we're doing this. Um, part of the movie, so Michael B. Jordan's character, his plan was literally... I mean, literally to kill all white people, okay? Like, that's, that, that was like a legitimate part of the plot. And he had this whole, yeah, no, it was serious. Um, 
Yeah, yeah. Uh, this bit's a lot longer. I'm going to bail on it. No! Basically, we're, the the bit was going to be how. Uh, never mind. No, it's cool. Uh, I think a lot of people complain about cultural appropriation. Uh, I'm fine with it personally, because um, like I play golf. You know what I'm saying? Like, I appropriate the shit out of out of white culture. Do I talk about stocks? You know, I date an Asian girl for a bit. You know what I mean? So like. If I can talk about stocks, I think a white girl can wear cornrows. That's just me. I don't know. What do you guys think? Do you guys agree or disagree? No? It's not just white people, too. It's like, uh, so the other day I was playing so uh, soccer in the mission. This uh, Hispanic dude slid tackled me. I got in his, it was like a dirty play, and I got in his face. And he's like, what you going to do about it, nigga? And he said that to me. And I didn't know how to feel, right? Like most black people, I think, would punch him in the face. But I, uh, there's a themed party coming up, uh, and I want to wear a sombrero, so I was okay with it. So, uh. I think it's just kind of a tit for tat kind of thing, guys, huh? Whew. All right. Uh, it's good to be here in Mutiny. Um, what else? Those were the two new ones. Oh, um, so the girl I invited to hang out on Valentine's Day uh, had a girls' night, uh, which means I'm the side bitch. <laughs> Anyone else here the side bitch in your relationship? No? Yes? I'm okay. With, I mean, I'm okay with it because she's, like, pretty hot, right? You, know, you can't always be a starter is what I'm saying, you know? Sometimes you got to come off the bench, right? Wait for an injury. Wait for some of the stars to get tired. All I'm going to say is, like, as long as I'm getting playing time, I'm okay with being the Andre Iguodala to this girl's pussy, all right? I'll, you know, get my minutes. Get a good 16 minutes a game. I'm cool with that, dude. Um, cool, guys. I'm um, half German, half black, uh, which is uh, why I'm so confused. Um, I used to get bullied by this Jewish kid. He used to call me uh, Negro Hitler, which I thought was mean. Right, um, and I never knew how to like beat his ass or apologize. You know what I'm saying? Because call me a Negro is pretty racist, uh, but the Germans did do the thing. So uh, he also had a pretty good zinger. He said, uh, "If I was in charge, the Jews would have survived because uh, the Holocaust would have started late." And I actually thought that was pretty funny. Uh, so uh, yeah, yeah, I gotta give that, gotta give him that one. Um, I'm also uh, so like I said, I'm biracial. Um, I'm a, I'm a proud mulatto. I'm trying to bring that word back. How do you guys feel about that? Good, yes, no? Do it. Yeah, do it. Quadrant, yeah. Quadrant is a quarter, uh, it's a quarter white, right? Quarter black. Quarter black. Oh, yeah, yeah. What is a quarter white? Is quarter white anything? Huh? Yeah, yeah. What is quarter, is quarter white a thing? Like, what is Malia Obama? Yeah, yeah, touche. Um, Malia's pretty hot, dude. Am I allowed to say that on the radio? Yeah. He's not present anymore. Were you allowed to say that? Anyway. I've talked about fucking uh, Ivanka on, on Mutiny Radio many times, so, and I'm still alive. Anyway, um, where was I going with this? Oh, it's an old bit. I wasn't even going to try anything new, but we're just going to do it anyway, guys. So I'm proud mulatto, okay? One of the weird things about being biracial, we're not really from anywhere, okay? We don't have a home court. You know what I'm saying? Right? Like, if you're, if you're white, you, you go to Europe... That's your Oracle Arena right there. You know what I'm saying? It's where whiteness was, was invented, right? Right, Luke? It's your home, is what I'm trying to say. Okay? It's a, it's a pretty simple point that I'm really over, over driving home a bit too hard here. Yeah, if you're black and go to Africa, it's a bit more like the Coliseum, okay? There's some, some, it's a little jankier, okay? Right? And if you're Asian, you can go to Cupertino. You know, everyone has a home. All right, this was a disaster. I'm sorry, guys. Thanks. <laughs> Uh, despite 
Despite that set, James ranks among the top 50% of black comics in the Bay Area. I'm not sure where he ranks among the white ones. I can't, I can't read this next one. I think it says dental floss. This is crazy coincidence. Um, this is a crazy coincidence. Uh, I don't know if you guys know this, but Crest White Strips, he's on the list tonight too. Um, who else do we have tonight? We have, uh, we've got Waterpick. We've got Waterpick. He's kind of an alternative comedian. Uh, I like him. I wish I had a stage name. I wish I had a stage name. But people with glasses can't have stage names. You know what I mean? Like, I couldn't just walk on the stage and be like, hey, what's up, everybody? It's me, Quarter Pounder. Yep, it's me, Quarter Pounder. And then I do this. Quarter Pounder with cheese. Hey, tell your mom, Quarter Pounder with cheese is here. I don't know. That's that's a riff. Um One thing about me is I, too, am biracial. I'm white and Jewish. <laughs> no, but I, I am Italian and Jewish. I'm Italian and Jewish, which means that, too, uh, that means that for it to really into be Like, if the race war happens tomorrow, I just got to pretend to be Mexican. Uh, otherwise, I'm dead. Same if I go to prison. Uh, two places where I'm not white. The battlefield for racial purity and prison. Uh, actually, I found out that the founder of the Aryan Brotherhood was Jewish in prison, and the name was originally ironic. But uh, over the years, they just took it too far. I'm dead serious. Look that up. The Aryan Brotherhood was the original alt-right. They took the Nazi thing just too far as a joke. Um, I'm not kidding. I wish you guys believed me because it's really funny. Uh, you know? Um, okay, let's talk about something else. Uh, I, Daniel Bernahicks, am a stand-up comedian. Uh, that's not what I've always wanted to be growing up. I had different aspirations. Um, I used to listen to a lot of Too Short, and so I really thought I could be a pimp. I really believed that I could grow up to be a pimp. But the problem is, is like, I didn't really grow up to have the skills of a pimp, you know? Like, I didn't grow up with charisma. And, you know, I, I can't really sell the lifestyle. Like, pimps have to be really good at selling a lifestyle. Like, they'll see a young runaway or something. They'll go up to her and they'll be like, hey, girl, you stick with this pimping. You'll be riding around and... Bentleys draped in the finest clothes have jewelry do whatever you want. You'll finally be free All you got to do girl is stick with this pimping But unfortunately, that's not really the life that I can offer the life I can offer is more like look here, baby If you stick with me Sometimes my mom might pick you up from Bart when it's raining girl All you got to do is stick with this pimping and that's the problem, because when you're a pimp with no hose, you're really just a misogynist with a fuzzy hat. <laughs> anyway, thank you. That's all right, Daniel. 
If you just stick with this lifestyle right here, you're going to make it, Daniel. Everyone's going to love you, Daniel. You just keep doing this shit. Um, there are similarities between the two professions. Um, I wish there was a stool up here. I was going to fuck it. I, I put on a condom so I wouldn't get splinters. Oh, that's not my type. Make some noise for Evelyn Erie Diamond. Hi. Hi. So, uh, got a restraining order recently. Yeah. And uh, it was weird because, like, at first, I thought that my ex had sent me, like, a, a stripper, you know, because he was a cop. And, but no. No, that's not what happened. I, <laughs> I, I hate it when when com- when a comedian, oh, all of us so-called comedians, look at notes. But this stuff is so fucking new. Uh, I do want to tell this story. I, this is uh, you know Easter's coming up, right? And this is my favorite Easter story, you guys. This is so heartwarming. Um, when I worked at, I used to work at Nordstrom. And at Nordstrom, during, around Easter time, they would hire a dude to dress up like the Easter Bunny and walk around the store giving out candy. It's awesome, right? And uh, so one day I was coming in through the employee entrance, and I saw the Easter Bunny sitting in the loss prevention booth, and he was just like this. He was just like, right? And there was like a cop in there. And I found out later that what had happened was... A homeless guy had seen him and pulled out a knife and started chasing him through the store, specifically the menswear department. And no, it really fucking happened. And in my mind, all I could think of was, you know, either either the homeless guy was thinking, finally, this motherfucker, he's been chasing me my whole life, right? Or if I kill him, I'm going to eat for like a month. One of those. No? Okay, I'm gonna cross that off. That actually did happen though. Um, no, I, I, see real shit doesn't work. Here, let me tell you some fake shit that I made up. Um, I've been gaining weight lately and yeah, well no, it's true though, I, that's actually true. I've been gaining weight lately and, and this is a problem, I don't like to work out. And uh, like I have a lot of respect for people that work out, especially when they're a little bit overweight already. You know what I mean? Like if I see like a really fat guy running down the street, I will roll down the window and be like, run, little kid, run. Like I think that's fucking awesome, right? And all I can think of in my mind is I assume he's either imagining a donut chasing him, right? Or he's imagining like a cinnamon roll in front of him. You know what I mean? Like he's just... You know, and that's, that's, that's what I imagine. I uh, was on an airplane the other day, and um, we were on a long flight, and the woman next to me was really scared. She's very scared. And she, her and I were talking, and I was trying to make her feel better about it. I was like, well, you know, if we do crash, who do you want to eat first on the plane, right? Like, as a cool, it's like a cool, fun thing to talk about, right? And I swear, at the same time, right, at the same time, we both said, the crying baby. We were like, oh my God, you too, you too, right? And so I was thinking about it, and I was saying, you really have to cook that baby, you know what I mean? Because you got to get that baby smell off. Like, you don't want to be eating and associating it with. But 
that kind of reminds me of uh, I used to work at a sex shop and um, I had a coworker who actually brought in one of those George Foreman girls, you know, and he loved to cook ham sandwiches like behind the counter. And so pretty much you'd walk into the sex shop and you would immediately smell cooking ham. And I just don't think that's sexy. But right. Right. That's just it's not sexy. It's not something you want to associate with sex. I work at the at the sex shop. I will tell you that the biggest thing that I had to get used to was saying the word cock ring like 2000 times a day. Like it was just continuous. And it got to the point where it was so funny because I would be like, well, you know, which which size do you want? And guys would constantly lie. They'd be like, give me the big one. Give me the large. What's the largest size you have? And I was just thinking to myself, there are a lot of guys with cock rings in San Francisco right now with tape around it to make it fit. You know what I mean? I'm Erie Diamond. Thank you very much. Let me tell you something about Comedy Happy Hour. You're going to need your reference books. You're going to need your newspapers. Bring some encyclopedias. We're, we're hitting all the marks. Study up. You'll get the jokes. It's going to come to you. Um, I'm hoping I don't fuck up his name because he's super tough. At least that's his persona. Make some noise for Jeremy Atkins. I'm just excited. I'm, uh, I've just learned that I... Uh, I have a new career that I could go into because I can say cock ring. I say it at least 2,000 times a day. Wouldn't that be really fucked up if that was true, though? Because that would mean I'd have to walk around in public going, cock ring, cock ring. Like, would you want to be in an elevator with me? Ding. Door closes. And all of a sudden, I'm going, cock ring, cock ring, cock ring, cock ring. Okay, how many is that? That's two. Oh, shit. I got another 500. Cock ring, cock ring. Yeah. I uh I get it though sometimes I uh weird people out I don't you know I'll have my oh I'm thinking face and it looks like oh I'm gonna kill you face and I drive uber <laughs> so I'm sure sometimes when those people walk out there like oh can I can I cancel like what's the etiquette on canceling and walking back into my house right fucking now I bought a hybrid I bought a hybrid to be you know a little more environmentally conscious um, and the other day I got really high and I ran out of gas on the Golden Gate Bridge with an Uber fare. And that's funny until you get my Uber later and you realize, oh shit, this is the guy who runs out of gas and says cock ring. That would be an interesting ride. I No, but I used to be a bike messenger. I used to be a bike messenger and my nickname was World's Angriest Bike Messenger. I lived up to the nickname. Um, and now I drive a Prius. I drive a priest to Whole Foods to buy my dog's raw dog food. Basically, what I'm trying to say is that the 20-year-old version of me would beat the shit out of me and then explain how disappointed he was in me. That's kind of asshole I was. Um, I, uh, I'm pretty sure that the folks that are really into fisting or, uh, were the kids that were really into puppets. What I'm trying to say is to a romantic man such as myself, dating can be a little confusing. I, uh, this woman broke up with me and, uh, I thought it was good news. I thought it was good because we're at that part in the relationship where I figured she was either going to break up with me or she was going to stab me. Like, I think it's as obvious that I've been stabbed as it is that you don't actually need to be stabbed to know it sucks. But when you have been stabbed, you see the warning signs real early. And she texted me, I need to settle things with you tonight. Oh, exactly. 
exactly. And you may ask yourself, why I would go somewhere where somebody is most likely going to stab me? And I'll tell you this. We can all probably agree that makeup sex, that's, uh, that's, that's a little more fun than regular sex. You get into it a little bit more. Uh, well, you'll have to take my word for it that I, I'm sorry I stabbed you sex is fucking amazing. Like, it's so good if an imaginary creature showed up tomorrow. Like, if Santa Claus came to my door and was like, young man, I will make sure you receive the best. I'm sorry I stabbed you sex ever for Christmas. But, but I'm going to have to stab you with these rusty shears. And I'm going to have to collect up front. I'm a reasonable man. I would say no. But it would come out, no, because I'd be wondering, where is the local hospital? Uh, and right now I'm going to get off the stage because I think I'm uh, right at that time where it's time to say goodbye. Actually, I'll give, leave you with one quick one, which is, what did the magician say to the bad date? What? Now watch me cut the bill in half and disappear. Yeah, they call it fisting, but it's not like a black power fist. It's a different different angle. Um, yeah, I've been distracted. I spent half my time thinking about left breasts. I, I, I'm trying to f I'm trying to figure out why there, no one's talking about inflation and the price of crack. I. I like the, I don't get incest. People are into incest porn. I, the thing I don't get about incest is I just have a brother. Make some noise for Gene Yee. God, you guys, I just came from knockout and got my ass kicked there. Um, it was a very similar kind of intro because they don't do they don't do an opening set there, and I was up first, so it was just like. Okay, you guys, um, welcome to the knockout. Oh, here's Gene Yee. And I was like, ow. Ah. <laughs> Nellie likes it. Thanks, Nellie. <laughs> Nellie supports me. Uh, so my family had a pet parrot when I was a kid. <laughs> it sounded just like that. <laughs> what, what phone sound is that? Is that a messaging? Yeah, I got a message. Okay. I didn't set that. It's just how it Okay, so it's not your fault. Well, I mean, I can turn the volume up. It's okay, it doesn't matter. Ah. Nobody, gi nobody gives a shit about my stand-up today anyway, so it's okay. Pam, I promise to try to do a little better for the show tonight. It's hell hat. You don't have to try it all. Okay. <laughs> no. Improv stand-up is so much harder. Okay, can I get the edible first? Yeah. Okay, <laughs> that'll be good. And then you guys, like at, at a, I want to say takeout, but at knockout, I walked in the door and this like little white dude was like, are you, Je he looked kind of like you. He was like, are you Jessa? And I was like, no. And he like snorted and walked away. And I was like, what the fuck was that? And then he walks up to another Asian at the bar she was Jessa. <laughs> and so like for the first two minutes, and then they came and sat front row and I was like, you're gonna regret messing with a comedian. <laughs> so I was like, is that your Tinder date? And he was like, yeah. And I was like, does she look like me? And she kind of did, so <laughs> that was not okay. All right, so my goal is to get a new bit out of my mouth tonight, that's what she said, old humor. Um, so <laughs> this is the new bit, you guys. <laughs> uh, so the new bit is, um, I get tired of the gym. 
Just kidding. I don't go to the fucking gym. <laughs> uh, but I thought I should exercise in 2018, so I took a pole dance class. You guys are like, you? Why? <laughs> it was not sexy. Uh, the teacher was a cross between a cheerleader and a chihuahua. Like, hi, I'm Christy with an I. <laughs> and then she did the worst thing. She made us refer to our bodies in the third person. Like, Jean, how does your body feel? Does she feel good? And I was like, I feel okay. I can't hear you. She feels okay? That's her jam. Let's give her what she needs. Uh, she needs a donut, just like this guy. Uh, so for pole dancing, they should really have you sign a waiver. Like, you have to be strong to be sexy. Uh, and like, <laughs> like sign right here, and you're probably not gonna be sexy. <laughs> and I was like, what do you mean? Uh, it takes a lot of strength to like get up on that pole. There's a lot of grunting, and it's not the sexy kind, like you would do. Uh, but I got up on that pole, and then I was like, um, I'm afraid of heights. <laughs> a little help, you guys. <laughs> So they got me off the pole and I was like, make it rain. <laughs> At least I'm kind of funny, but somewhat engaging. Goodbye. <laughs> This has been Muni Happy Hour. Uh, did anyone else eat the sandwiches? Yes. You feeling sick? You feeling good? How are you guys feeling? Everything's cool. Uh, listeners, if any of you ate sandwiches, write in. Let us know how you feel about the sandwiches. Apparently, I just have to shit. That has been happy hour. You can clap or not. It's over. You guys are all welcome to stick around for the Pamtastics Comedy Clubhouse tonight. It is a hell hat. Yes, a hell hat. It's going to be a lot of fun. We invite you to stick around. But until then, uh, I don't know, stick around Mutiny Radio. Yeah, bye, everybody. Thanks again, Warhol Kaufman, for being our guest host tonight. Uh, we'll be back next week with guest host... I got I got it in my computer box here. Guest host Jade. Oh my God, that's going to be so interesting. Jade's we're going to Jade's going to host. We're going to take that whole section. I'll pick up the rug. It'll be all wheelchair accessible next week on the Happy Hour. Hey everybody, thanks for joining us. Bye. Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are you on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of MutinyRadio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs> Hey everybody, listen to the Weekly Review with Roman every Friday from noon to 2pm. 
This is an unapologetically anti-capitalist program. We interview community organizers, activists, and artists. We talk about ways you can take action right now. So listen in to the Weekly Review every Friday from noon to 2 p.m. brings you visual and auditory mind control. For the best graphic design, physical merchandise, and live music promotion, go to www.subliminalsf.com and check out their hilarious t-shirts and super cool bands at clubs and bars all over the Bay Area. Subliminal SF creates amazing flyers, posters, and design for every need. So go now to www.subliminalsf.com and experience what this wonderful local business has to offer. Good evening there, my friends here at MutinyRadio.fm. Chester Cashcock here, and giving you my love and regard as well as movies over there. And uh, I just wanted to let you guys know that any time I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. I mean, if anyone who knows anything about comedy knows that Pamtastic's books the best of San Francisco and Beyond's underground comics. It's a great showcase, and they have a fun time at Pamtastic's Deep in the Mission District, where you can laugh off your tushy for me five dollars every Friday to 10 p.m. And I laugh because five dollars, I mean, that's what I use to wipe my tushy with. So to laugh it off for a mere five dollars is indubitious. But if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, well, don't even worry. Don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show and giggle in the comfort of anywhere. Like your Aspen summer home on the mountain ridge with the kayak feeling. So then all you got to do is just go to podcastics.pcrcollective.org slash comedy clubhouse. Or you can listen live every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. as your host Pam Benjamin brings you the best comedy from San Francisco and beyond the universe. And what's better than the universe? It's a cash cock, honey. (laughs) Well, hello, boys and girls. You know what a password is. That's a secret word that soldiers would use to get past the sentry and up to the front. Well, here's a password that gets you up to the front in all the right places. It's cannabis energy. It seems the faster you go, the more cannabis energy you need. So if you want to win, you have to have lots of cannabis energy. And the swellest way I know to get it is just by using Green Army Skincare. Boy, they're just crammed full of cannabis energy. There are more cannabis energy units in one lip balm tube than you use circling the base ten times or when you ride your bike four miles across the city. And it's fast acting. Why, no sooner that you apply some balm to your mouth or pain areas, you practically feel the new strength in your muscles. And what's more, Green Army Skincare is a good, wholesome product. They're made with body-nourishing cannabis and other natural ingredients. So go out there today and pick up some Green Army Skincare products from your local cannabis procurement center. Join thegreenarmy.com.
Hey, ladies and gentlemen, we'd like to invite you down to Bender's Bar and Grill in the heart of the Mission District in San Francisco at 806 South Van Ness. Uh, we've got great food by our kitchen counter offer, burgers, tater tots, tachos, corn dogs, all sorts of good stuff like that. They're open from opening until 11 p.m. most days of the week, except Saturday. Uh, every Saturday night, we've got live rock and roll from some of the best local bands in San Francisco and touring acts as well. Come on down, 10 p.m., rock and roll, only night of the week. We have a $5 cover charge, always 5 bucks for live rock and roll. We're open from 4 p.m. until 2 a.m., Monday through Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, 2 to 2. Come on down, have some drinks with us. We've got Whiskey Wednesday, Tequila Tuesday, and we've always got the Steve McQueen special. Shot a bullet bourbon and a can of California lager for 8 bucks. Come down and enjoy our patio. It's open uh, in the afternoon, not really in the evening, but a lot of good folks hanging out back there. Come on down, give us a shout. Drop by the bar, make some friends. Thanks, folks. Bender's Bar and Grill in the heart of the Mission District, San Francisco, California. With a happy hour every Monday through Friday until 7 p.m. Don't miss it. Go to Bender's Bar. Big supporter of the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival 2018. Oh, yeah. It goes down. Come smoke with your boy. Grinder. Spark is San Francisco's premier cannabis dispensary with a focus on serving and educating patients for seven years. Spark is dedicated to creating the best in-store experience with its extensive menu, friendly staff, and one of the few cannabis vape lounges in San Francisco. Spark welcomes you to visit its two great locations as a medical patient or for recreational adult use in 2018. Spark is located at 1256 Mission Street between 8th and 9th and at 473 Haight Street at Fillmore. Both locations are open until 10 p.m. every night. Spark staff looks forward to serving you. Rainbow Grocery, a worker-owned and operated food cooperative located at 1745 Folsom Street in the Mission District of San Francisco. Let's hear what locals have to say about Rainbow Grocery. Their bulk section is dope AF. I love their their variety of cheese and home decor items uh, and this of unique items that you can't find anywhere else. Their cheese section is insane. I love Rainbow Grocery because it's the number one grocery store to shop at when you're having a potluck and need to fulfill everyone's dietary needs. They don't have meat. Rainbow Grocery Cooperative, an amazing San Francisco staple since 1975. <laughs> For all your space chicken sci-fi comedy non-political humor needs, go to timstesseract.com. Read fiction about the future of San Francisco after the water wars of 2121 in Jane 6. Ask a Jedi for important life hacks. Eat flesh with the bear exoskeleton contessa. 
and check your horror horoscope on Horoscopia. Updated every three parsecs. Timstesseract.com. Timstesseract.com. So you want to be a comic? It's not as easy as we make it look. But that's because Mutiny Radio has eight hours a week of open mic stage time for all your comedy workout needs. Strain those improv muscles every Sunday from four to six at Getting Sketchy with David Stolowitz. Press out those new jokes every Monday, 6 to 8 on Joke Workshop with 4-minute sets and 4-minute critiques from everyone kept positive by host Pam Benjamin. Pump those dick jokes every Thursday, 7 to 9 with True Hustle Thursdays. Hashtag THC. The 